Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And welcome back to the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. That's Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson. We've got a loaded week of golf ahead, a World Golf Classic in Mexico, where Phil Mickelson is the defending champion, where Tiger Woods will be playing after a short turnaround from the uh, the wild, wet, and windy weekend at Riviera that was. Make sure, if you have not recapped that, the episode right before this one, uh, it'll give you all you need to, to be able to get your mind right before going into this weekend. We've also got, Kyle, the Puerto Rico Open. Lots of yes. golf on this weekend. Yes. I, we should just do a, an entire Puerto Rico Open preview. Let's see. So, uh, Graham McDowell on February 19th on Twitter <laughs> says, uh, scenes at MCO, Orlando International Airport, JetBlue to Mexico City and WGC Mexico leaving from gate three and the flight to San Juan for Puerto Rico open leaving at gate six opposite side of the hall. Heroes take mm. a left, zeros take a right at Henrik Stenson. That's tough. That's that's really tough. I mean, it is interesting. I was looking at this um, the fields for each tournament, and I, I kind of wanted to do this game with you where – I'm going to give you a name, and you have to guess which tournament they're in. Okay. Because there's some pretty interesting names in in both events, and I feel like a lot of these guys they kind of bounce back and forth. Like one, you know, one uh, WGC you're in, the next one you're out. So I, let's let's go five names, and uh, first one off the top, we'll go with the uh, Thorborn Olison. What do you think he's Mexico or Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. No, Mexico. <laughs> Ninety to one. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, let's go with uh, <laughs> Shea Reve. That's got to be Mexico. Yeah, he's Mexico. He's he's a hundred. He's a hundred to one. And Mex and like just for the listeners that might not be tuned in to make a WGC is it top one hundred in the world? No, it's well. It, yeah, I, I think it depends. I think for Mexico, it's it's top. 50 or 60 I, I i don't know like I, I know for the match play it was like top 64 but then if if people drop out then you take like you get, go to 65 66 67 i i don't know and then there's like these these weird special exemptions where like if you're the top mexican player you get in i it, it's it's convoluted I, there, there should be like a like you should get a be able to get a phd in like field entrance into pga tour events because it's so complex and screwy that i i don't even know how to how to categorize it all no it's it's like uh whoever masters the rules for bowl selection in college football <laughs> well we've got these three tier one bowls and then they all have to I, pick and then we pass it to the tier two bowls but if the team they want is not within two wins of a team that's available then they cannot select them the, every so 
I run an Oklahoma State website, which probably a lot of people listening know. And every year when it comes around to like bowl projections, because that does traffic, that does page views, and so we post about it. And every year I'm like, oh yeah, I hate doing this because <laughs> because I, you have to go through all these scenarios. Like, well, if this fourth ranked team in the Big Ten loses. To, <laughs> yes, because there's the, the like, shared well, affiliations. Like, there's yeah, they, the, could, <laughs> they could be going to Orlando, and you're like, well, "This is so dumb." Yeah, I think that I think that entry into golf tournaments is the same way. Okay, but the reason I would say Shea Rive is in Mexico is the idea that we see him, uh, we see him on a lot of leaderboards. So I figured that he has yeah. the points needed to be able to make Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Charles Schwartzel. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yes. And he might win it. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Peter Uline. Uline's Mexico. No. 18 to 1 to win Puerto Rico. Friend of the podcast, Sean Martin, mentioned that uh, the list of runners up, not winners, but runners up at Puerto Rico are studs. It's yeah, like, it's sick. It's uh, I know Spieth is one. Bryson, um, Bryson is he one? Yep. Jason Day is another. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I'm saying uh, okay, that we'll go, we'll that go two. bodes well for Peter Uline. Yeah, it does. We'll go with two more. All right. Uh, let's go. Patton Kazire. I think he's going to be Mexico. Yeah. Two wins in. Uh, Two wins in January of 2018 might get you enough to be up there, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like you've got guys in Mexico who are well, – you've got guys in Puerto Rico who are just better players than guys who are in Mexico. But because of the because of the way the official world golf rankings work and, and the fact that it, it's self-perpetuating, right? Like you get in – to these WGC events and then you get automatic points and it just keeps, it keeps you in the top 50 or top 60 or whatever you have to be in to be in the tournament. Right. Um, uh, okay. Last one. We'll go Daniel Berger. Berger might be in Puerto Rico this year. He's the favorite to win Puerto Rico. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I, but like for my enthusiasm for Daniel Berger at different times in his career, it has allowed me to be like, I don't I don't follow Daniel Berger's results, but I think my Daniel Berger uh, radar is pretty sensitive, and it has not been going off recently. Like my metal yeah. detector for Daniel Berger success in golf tournaments has not been beeping. It's weird because there's going to be some guys that inevitably, out of this sort of generation of players, like the Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth era, where in 15 years we'll look back and be like, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that guy was on a President's Cup. That guy was on a Ryder Cup. Well, I wonder what I wonder what happened to him, you know? And I'm not saying Berger's gonna be that guy, but there there will be those guys and it's gonna be pretty interesting. I, I always love the um like the where are they now uh sports illustrated sure. uh issues. And so I, I there's gonna be a handful of those guys in golf, like what happened to that guy? And uh for for one reason or another, and maybe I don't know, maybe one of them is him. Or they get to have that uh, that late career, uh, you know, like all of a sudden you find your peak at thirty one type game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and sometimes like it's working against some of these guys that they won early because they weren't actually prepared like f- 
to, to like for the long term to like have those wins and then all of a sudden you have expectations and like that might be what happened to Aaron Wise. Like Aaron Wise might be like a 15 to 20 year pro, but he flipped his trajectory around to where he won in like his 20th event or whatever. And you're like, oh, this guy's going to win 10 times. But really, he's like a two or three time winner. He just got his but first that, one too early. Right. Yeah. Mm. Which sounds dumb. But like, I think it can sort of work against you as you're trying to like somebody like a, um, oh, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of a, Taylor Gooch is a good example to where he's like kind of grinding on the web.com. Then he gets on the PGA tour. I don't know if he's going to win on the PGA tour, but there's no expectations of him, right? You're like, Oh, that guy was web.com for a while. Pretty good player. You know, might keep his card. And then all of a sudden in three years, if he wins a couple of times, you're like, Oh, he's, you know, this is a good trajectory. This is, this is sustainable. Yeah. Um, all right. So as we turn our attention to Mexico, what are the, what are the things I know we, analyzing WGCs is always a little bit tough. What are, are the what are the different wrinkles to this event? Is it no cut again? Yeah, no cut. Uh free uh world ranking points, free FedEx Cup points. Phil's going to be speaking Spanish. Can I give you uh, a list of players who are have better odds than Brooks Koepka to win this event? Yeah. Cuz I know I know you're I know you're just in on Kepka right now. I am and in I, on Kepka. And I agree with you. And I think that I think that's anyway. Um okay, Justin Thomas, better odds, DJ, Rory. How many how many deep do you think I'm gonna go here? I think you're gonna get nine deep. Okay. DJ, Rory, Bryson, John Rom, Fowler, uh, and then Tiger has the same odds. So that's seven. And, and then we got Kepka. All right, and we'll throw out Tiger because, as always, we understand that odds on Tiger Woods to win any golf t- tournament are um, are are like juiced, inflated, uh, PED'd yeah. up because of the market, and that's just <laughs> he's uh, he's the favorite to win the Masters right now. Right, exactly. Um, I would which put- I got I I got asked about that on HQ, and I was like, uh, I mean, he's I don't know, he's one of the favorites, I guess. <laughs> Sure, he can. Absolutely. He yeah. definitely can. Uh, I would put him ahead of and only because of, you know, having seen some of the the other players more recently, like literally just on on the basis of of rust and recency, you know, those two things factoring together. I would put him ahead of Rahm and Fowler. But I think that if you want given what Bryson has done at times in recent weeks, if you want to give him better odds to win this tournament, I'm not going to argue with you. You're talking about Brooks? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were still talking about Tiger. No, 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 no. Uh, I, was, I would put Kepka ahead of Rahm and Fowler in that list, but if you want to say Rory, Bryson, DJ, JT are all going to get better odds than Brooks Kepka, I, I think that's a, I think that's a totally fair uh, assessment. Yeah, it's just interesting because it's like, what does this guy have to do? He, he gets the number <laughs> one. He wins He wins two majors. Like it, I, And so much of, of odds are just like, public perception and Correct. i think that you see the per- like that the actual public perception of him reflected in the gambling perception of him which is kind of i mean that's probably usually how it goes like i guess the same would be true of fowler like fowler's probably not the uh fourth best guy in this event but he's at least the fourth most popular if not the most popular and therefore, you see that reflected in, in some of the odds. Yeah, public loves having a ticket for a golfer they like in their pocket. 
Who? Okay, I was thinking about this just now. Who, who is more likely? Take odds out of it. Who's more likely to win the Masters this year, Tiger or Justin Rose? I'm gonna say Justin Rose. Yeah. I what think- about Tiger? Tiger or uh, Bryson? Tiger. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Tiger or Brooks? Brooks. Uh, we'll do we'll do a couple more. Tiger or Phil? Tiger, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Tiger or Rory? I don't. I don't know if uh, I don't know if our beloved lad has the Rubik's cube figured out. I'm gonna go Tiger. <laughs> See, the, and and this is where I know we're not. I know this is not like a Tiger Masters preview, but this is where it gets a little bit interesting because you're like, oh, is Tiger? Should he be one of the favorites at Augusta? And then you start going through it, and you're like, well, I like him better than that guy. I like him better than that guy. I just said I like guy. him better than Rory. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. So I I don't know I, but back to Mexico I I'm I don't know I'm dubious that Tiger's going to play that well this week I think he's cooked from last week I don't th- why why is he playing like what, what, what I don't like he should not be playing this week I think he's I think he's playing because he's starting to get back in the mindset of a golfer that wants to be number one in the world he may know that he's not yeah. going to be number one in the world and he might. You know, there there might be like a a realistic, sobering moment that he has in his most like like he's probably at his most human when he's hanging out with his kids, and probably in in those moments he's like, ah, uh, you know what? Like it's just it's it's great to be able to to be here and to be playing the game I love and spending time with my family. Like the perspective that he talked about throughout last year as he got better. I thought was something that we discussed on this podcast and that I personally really liked. And I think that the second he gets out on that golf course, that perspective is out the window and he's back into like, no, I want to be number one in the world. And I think that's driving him. Yeah, I I agree. And and it's sort of, I mean, it it would be weird, I guess, to sit it out. There's only, I think there's only four guys in the top 50 that are not playing. So JB Holmes, (laughs) which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, Justin Rose, Jason Day, and Adam Scott. Which, by the way, Adam Scott, Adam Scott's awesome. His comments last week about slow play, where he said that the sport is becoming a laughing stock and that nothing's ever going to change, were were hilarious and great. And now he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm not going to Mexico. I'm not playing two weeks in a row. I'll play I'll play Riviera. I'll come back for the players, but I'm just going to go home to the Bahamas. Probably surf. Probably. I mean, he like." If I had to pick somebody to like to be like if I had to choose somebody's life like a, a professional golfer, I might choose Adam Scott. There may or may not somewhere be a live Adam Scott to win a major tickets that was taken just based on his vibes. V and V baby value and vibes. I was like, oh Adam Scott, I, that guy can win a major this year. I am certain of it. It's so weird because you, I don't know. I I do this thing with him. Like he he's almost so low key that I f- I just forget about him. Like he's not in like the the golfing conscience throughout the year. 
And then all of a sudden you you watch him at a tournament, and I've said this probably on the last three podcasts, but you watch him at a tournament, and you're like, holy crap! Like, he's got the best swing in the world. He's got the perfect demeanor to win golf tournament. Like, he's just he's awesome, and he'll say anything. Like, I just I I don't know. I know it's not like a super like <laughs> I'm not like going out on a limb to say Adam Scott's life seems awesome, but I I feel like I. I have to be reminded of it because you, he just, I don't know. He, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to be part of the traveling circus in a way that most of the other guys are. But isn't some of that probably because he's, uh, he's already done it. What do you mean? Like he's, he has been a part of the game as a professional for so long that even though he's still in seemingly great health and, um, you know, finding this resurgence of his game, like he, he's kind of, he's kind of over it, right? Or like in terms of the circus part of professional golf, like he, he yeah. doesn't have any, um, he, he doesn't feel the need at this point in his career to cater his schedule to every single demand of his sponsors and his sponsor relationships and his sponsors are not the same as a, a younger player who's still out there and still very much building as opposed to someone like he he's playing golf professionally. He is not trying to build a golf career right now. The career has been built. Uh, Adam Scott career earnings. You want to take a guess? Uh, so this is not just um, PJ Tour. This is worldwide. Ooh. Uh, so is the number going to be like close to 50 million or is this number like way bigger? Uh, <laughs> I'd be kind of giving it away. All so. right. Well, here, my, do you know what my reference point is for career earnings? Because of the, we talk, by the way, we talked about Matt Kuchar for the first time on January 13th. Did I tell you that? What do you mean on January 13th? Like I, I had to go back and like, I had to go back and but say, I've already discussed the Matt Kuchar story. I'm done talking about it. If you guys want to hear my take on it, you can go listen to the podcast. The first time we talked uh, about it, it was January uh, yeah, 13th. It, it, a month later, and we barely had wrapped it up. Right. Um, so I I know that Matt Kuchar's number 10 on the money list at $46.6 million, mm, yeah. which is... Uh, I'm going to say Adam Scott is a... I'm going to say worldwide, he's a little bit ahead of that. So I'll say $51 million. Very close. 58, 57.9. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's been a, and the crazy part about that, I mean, he's probably made twice that off the course. Um, he's got like a, I don't know. He's, he's just, it's, it's weird because he should be, I don't know why we're spending 10 minutes on Adam Scott. He should be more high profile than he is. But he he's just he's super low key. Like I, I just I feel like he's not in my like he's not one of the twelve. Right, he's not. You know, uh, absolutely not. And and maybe his play doesn't like like maybe he doesn't deserve that. But uh, I I don't know. It, it's just kind of weird that he's that he's not part of that. Well, and and I I think that that's uh, it it might be really really difficult. Is Justin Rose one of the twelve? Yeah, I I don't know. I, I mean, say I, I think yes, but barely. Yeah, which is weird. I mean, it's it's weird that like you're looking at. I mean, what other sport do you say this guy's the best in the world? Like objectively, like using these outside metrics, 
guy's the best in the world and he might not be part of the kind of upper tier ecosystem that we talk about all the time. Right. So, that's so weird. I guess maybe, maybe football, like you might get that from, it's almost like Justin Rose is like a, like an offensive lineman. Yes, 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 yes. I was just about to say that he's a, he's a tackle that, yeah. uh, that a NFL franchise has decided to in, invest so much money in. fans barely know him, but they know that he's taken up the most of their salary cap. So highest, <laughs> the highest expectations and no recognition. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Adam Scott dropped to – this is part of the reason I think that and, – and I'm probably not giving this enough credit, but he dropped to 76th in the world last year after the Bridgestone Invitational. Mm. So then he finishes third at the PGA and gets back inside the top 50. So it had been kind of a, a slow decline, which I, I, I think is sort of part of the reason that he hadn't been part of the conversation. But again, like – you watch him and you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's unreal. Um, all right. We will get into our picks to win, sleepers, and more right after this. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Past winners at the WGC Mexico include our uh, Adam Scott that we just discussed, Phil Mickelson, uh, Dustin Johnson, and then this was the tournament that was in Florida, right? Before this? Yeah, it was at... Uh, Doral? It's so funny because... Yeah, it was at Doral. Tiger is the uh, is like the seven-time winner, and, and there's a headline on golfchannel.com right now that says, Tiger checks out course for first time. Seven-time winner checks out... Because I mean, this this tournament's been at Valderrama in Spain. It's been in Georgia. It's been in Ireland. It's been in uh, at Harding Park in San Francisco. It's been in England. And then for the last ten years before it came to Mexico, it was at uh, at Doral in Florida. Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Adam Scott, Dustin Johnson, and Patrick Reed are winners going back to 2014. Uh, who do you have as your winner this week? Uh, I got Hadex, the WGC Hadex. Master. Hideki, he uh, he's he's kind of low key had a great year. He's got a bunch of top tens. Uh, he's not he's top five on the PGA Tour in uh, in approach shots, which I was looking at because let me pull that up. Um, because Justin Thomas is just destroying everyone with his iron play with his approach shots, but Hideki is uh, let's see here. I would guess that the statistical anomaly in Hideki's profile is that his uh, his fairway percentage is terrible and his greens and regulation is great. Uh, that's yeah, that's probably true. So okay, top five in approach shots, Leishman. These are all guys that are gaining over one stroke per round on the field. So Leishman's at one point oh, Hideki's at one point one, Emiliano Grillo's at one point one. Webb Simpson's at 1.3. What's up? 
and Justin Thomas is at 1.9. Yeah. The all-time record is, I think, 2.2 by Tiger in 06. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's so, incredible. It is incredible. And I think it, it it's interesting because in, – and I went through this with Jason Day a couple years ago because Jason Day was gaining like three strokes on the field with his putter, and you're like, well, that's unsustainable. Uh, but with JT, it's like, okay, he's either going to have like w- literally one of the great years of all time with his irons – or he's going to kind of regress slowly over the course of the rest of the year. So I think there's a scenario in which, I mean, I, I'm still in on the J2's going to win three times in 11 events take that I had. Right. But I do think, I think there's a scenario in which like his best opportunities to win have already like happened. And, and maybe he wins, like you get wins like that aren't your best opportunities, which sounds counterintuitive, but it happens. Like you just kind of backdoor into wins and, it's so dependent on what other people have, have done. But I, I think there's a scenario in which JT is already like kind of whiffed on on two or three of his best opportunities to win this season. Uh and he was oh, what was the stat? He he had um done a pretty good job converting fifty four hole leads into wins to that point in his career prior to this past yeah, weekend at Riviera. Yeah, he was five for eight, which, by the way, um, did you notice what just happened there? You asked me about my pick to win Mexico, and I said Hideki, and then I and then I quickly went to JT. Like, everything just comes back to these 12 guys. I know we talk about this all the time, but, like, it literally just happened where I'm like, like, Hideki's not part of the 12. No. Or, or 15 or whatever the number is. And so I just immediately go to JT, who is. That's crazy how often that happens. I think that it also means you're good at your job. You've identified the the players that move the needle and uh we're trying to give the people what they want. Play the hits. If uh if if we wanted twenty minutes of Hideki, you know who who'd we'd call. <laughs> and we wouldn't even talk. I think I would just give him I think I would just give him like a ten I would give him like it was a city council meeting, an eight minute open floor to present his case and then i'd hit him with a very friendly buzzer bing at the end of it oh <laughs> uh, that's that's fantastic shout out to sean martin uh, i do have jt as my as my um, top 10 this week just just like based on his his game is in really really good shape right now and over the course of four rounds it's really hard to imagine him like being at the bottom of this thin field yeah and he he uh he finished runner up last year. Do you remember the do you remember the weird playoff last year between him and Phil? Only that afterwards JT was doing the like, well, I would have loved to win, but I'm really happy for Phil. Well, and in the, the yes, that happened. And the weirder part was like he hit his putt. I think they played two playoff holes and he hit his putt on the second playoff hole that would have sent it to a third really quickly. Like he he like didn't he didn't take his he didn't take any time with it. And the whole thing just was it was so weird. Like and him holding I, I thought him holding out last year in Mexico was the shot of the year. Cause he holds out on the seventy second hole to for force Eagle, the playoff. Yeah. To yeah, force yeah. the playoff, which was insane. But then the playoff was like this this huge letdown. It was just it was bizarre. I, I don't know. I don't know. I still I still think about that sometimes. It was very strange. 
you don't no part of you is willing to believe that in in that moment Justin Thomas was just happy to let Phil take the win no no that's just not how he's wired okay I know I, I think you made the case for that like right after it happened yeah I just I, you're in, you're in Mexico got a long week got a lot of stuff to do you just hit, hit this miraculous shot I mean, he he might have been so rock hard after the hole out that the rest of it didn't matter. <laughs> this means much more to you than it does to me, old man. I got all the joy I wanted. <laughs> that shot was unreal. It was so good. Uh, who else are you keeping your eyes on just in terms of like uh, sleepers, storylines, you know, things that uh, things that you're interested in? Even hey, dare we might even go outside the twelve. Uh, yeah, I've got, uh, so Terrell Hatton's my sleeper. He's finished top 10 each of the two times it's been played here. Uh, number one in, uh, strokes gain angst. If that's a, uh, if that's a, like a N G S T stroke. Oh, because, yeah. oh, cause it's Terrell Hatton and just his, yeah, he, yeah his behavior so, is ridiculous. He's so angsty. Yes. He's like, he makes speed look just peaceable and calm and tranquil basically what yeah we need to come um, up with a good nickname for hatton especially if he's going to keep playing well yeah now he uh yeah he's played great at this event i think him i think it's him dj phil and jt are the only guys to top 10 both years at, at this course which is a pretty pretty impressive group to be a part of so that's my sleeper i mean the, how about spieth 28 to 1, not in a featured group. Did you see that? That's that's better for everyone. Do you think that <laughs> do you think that somebody at uh like as they were trying to divvy it up and assign it, it was like, man, our viewer numbers were terrible for speed. <laughs> no, that, that uh, people don't I think I think the people that are tuning in to watch speed like I don't think they care that he shot an. I don't even think they know that he shot an eighty-one at Riviera last week. Do they? I I would think so. I I think that Jordan Spieth's uh, Jordan Spieth's struggles right now are the defining story of Jordan Spieth. Yeah, it it has kind of turned out that way. I was I was I was firmly pushing back against that, but you can't go. You can't do what he's done and drop in and you know kind of touch it off with an 81 at Riviera and not be struggling. What was the last complete tournament that Jordan Spieth has played? Four rounds where it felt like he had the same form. And and listen, he's won tournaments where he hasn't had the same form. I'm like I'm very much willing to entertain that you know, Jordan Spieth and his style does not require him to be a robot. He is far from it. That is not his style. But when was the last the last time you felt like, man, he just put together four good golf rounds, and that's that's something that's encouraging. Probably like the fifteen Masters. Yeah, stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, his results. I'll just read them to you. T fifty one Genesis. I'm going backwards. T forty five Pebble. T thirty five Farmers. Miscut Sony. Miscut Mayakoba. T fifty five Shriners. Jeez. T fifty five BMW. And then you get to T twelve at the Dell Technologies. So I guess, I guess Dell Technologies. He went. Uh, 
68, 70. That's that's a pretty good, you know, that's solid. Bryson beat him by like 15. Yeah, but, I mean, it was a birdie fest out there. Yeah, uh, but he didn't, I guess what I'm saying is he didn't shoot like a 77 in one True. round. I don't know. I mean, I, he doesn't have a top 10 since the Open last year. And then didn't he and win would, in May? Did he did he win once last year? No, I would say he hasn't had a re- that that was kind of a that was kind of a fake top ten considering he shot what did he shoot on Sunday? Remember he was in the final pairing. He shot a seventy six on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so his last top ten before that was at Augusta when he shot sixty four on Sunday. Yeah, I, I I think that the defining story right now about Jordan Spieth on the course is that he is not in the championship form that he has shown and so many expect. If you don't want to put that on TV for 18 holes, I'm cool with that. Let's let let's let him go find himself uh without that camera with without the PGA Tour live cameras following him at every single step. Yeah, it it is crazy though because you've you have a featured group in which he would have sort of easily fit into so so your thursday groups are uh are rory bubba and kepka that's kind of fun that's very fun uh phil jt and dj which i think those are well phil and dj both wanted here and then jt was in the playoffs so those are those are kind of like the success at in mexico guys and then the friday group this is a group that i that he could have fit into uh ricky john rom and <laughs> patty reed so Patty, Patty gets the gets the call, gets the bullpen arm, from, call to the bullpen from from uh, for speed for speed for, uh. from from Monahan. Jay Monahan goes to the pen, <laughs> pull Patty Reed out, oh, and then man. you go uh, you go Tiger, Bry- uh, Lay Artiste, Bryson, and Abraham Answer, who is the top ranked player in Mexico. I need Abraham answer to win the Genesis open because I've got a lot of Abraham Genesis jokes piled up. I've been waiting, just ready ready, ready to rock. (laughs) Oh man. Well, uh, what what would you say? Like he, he, he drops in, uh, he, he drops in a birdie on number 10 and you say, Father Abraham had many birdies. Many birdies had Father Abraham. <laughs> I got. I I can't. Re- I can't reveal my jokes. Okay. They're gonna. I, they're just, it's gonna be just a just a flood. No pun intended. Of, uh, <laughs> of of jokes whenever Abraham contends at the Genesis Open. The, the other thing I think is interesting. Well, there's a, there's a ton of stuff. I mean, you can just close your eyes and pick somebody in the top. 10 or 15 favorites and say, wow, it's an interesting storyline. But Ricky and Rory, I think Ricky coming in, he hasn't played in a few weeks, but he's coming in off that win. And then Rory play, has played really well all year. Uh, he said after, he said after Riviera, he kind of has a right miss going on his long irons, which I think is interesting. Uh, but you've seen guys who just murder the ball, have success in Mexico because it's not, it, it's just it's a course you can overpower and so I, i'm interested to see he didn't play this last year he didn't play here because of his schedule but uh he played pretty well here even though he was kind of injured back in uh 
I think 17 was the McRib era. Uh, I think he was sort of hurt coming in. So I'm interested to see if he plays well again. Um, I let's 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 bring it back full circle on that one. You threw out a a bunch of uh, different sort of like Tiger or this player or this player or this player for Augusta. What would you do for who do you give a better chance to win at Augusta, Ricky Fowler or Tiger Woods? Probably Ricky. And I think that's maybe the closest. That's the tough. That's the that's the one where I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna give yeah. Ricky the edge. But I think that that's a I I would give them both an even chance to win the Masters. The the problem is here's here's the deal. Like going in, I would say Ricky. But then if it's almost like if they were. It, 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 do you, do you already together? do you already play out like the 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 Ricky Sunday disappointment in your head when you're making these predictions? Yeah, so like here's what I'm saying. If if like I would say in a vacuum going in Ricky, but if they were paired together in the final round and Ricky was up two, Tiger. I would say Tiger. <laughs> yes. And so it's almost, it's almost like early success for Ricky at a tournament like that would dissuade me from actually picking him to win the tournament, which I I know that sounds absolutely ludicrous, but look, recent evidence that we have is that that's you know like that doesn't bode well for somebody like like fowler Mm. but we have seen that that boy can go low on sunday and go steal a green jacket damn near did it i know and it just changes every like story about his career everything i'm I'm, i've i've said this before on the podcast and i've told you i'm I am holding uh I'm holding that one and for Ricky and I'm holding the Justin Rose green jacket. Like you didn't win it and I understand it's all about winning, but uh I'm not going to forget your your contention for it. You, and I'm not, it is not going to be lost on me when I analyze you and uh you know is winning overrated? Maybe, I don't know, but like you showed up at the the crown jewel of the sport and you played well enough to win and a jerk just shot one shot better in both cases. A jerk. A jerk. A jerk. The L jerk. <laughs> oh man. Uh all right, cool. Well uh we will be back on either Sunday night or first thing Monday morning with a recap of all the action after uh after Daniel Berger wins at the Puerto Rico Open. It's just thirty five <laughs> minutes on Daniel Berger. And uh, and and maybe if something happens, maybe some tiger talk. We'll see. Uh, he is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks, Chip. <laughs>